Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, A Pandemic in Bible Prophecy, Part 5. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church, to find greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study. We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, things continue to take our time with regard to straightening out our property now that our very tall pine tree has been removed. Much maintenance is required, which may take as long as to the end of this month before things begin to settle down and we can resume our more normal schedule. I apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. I also have a special note. Please keep our brothers and sisters in India in prayer, as coronavirus, or COVID-19 as some call it, is raging through their country, and they are having major issues with people and oxygen and they are just stressed to extraordinary limits in trying to care for those that need care. Please check our show notes for links to our home website and other information you may want to know. Our show notes are found with every episode. We are located on 22 platforms. Check out the list under the podcast menu item on our homepage found at unchurched.site123.me Last week, May 2nd, we studied Part 4 of our look into a pandemic and Bible prophecy in Chapter 8 of Exodus. It was the Nats. We found more than one modern-day description and identifiers for Nats. Specifically, to the bite, like those in our Bible context, and to the do not. In either case, are the gnats of today anything like those that God brought out of the earth here in Exodus? Without significant time to research the answer to that question, I have no significant answer of yes or no at this time. There is a slight implication in commentary that the gnats of today were not like those we found here in Exodus. After all, we are talking about a plague brought on by God, author of all that is, all things miraculous, and that which may come at any time today or tomorrow. Happenings like this in the past are historic now, and what we are reading about for an increase of understanding. It is also well understood that he also allows things made of mankind that are ill to us all to affect us as well. This is how a pandemic of anything can happen in this world to cause us to turn to him. He, in turn, can, at his discretion, remove it all totally, as if it had never happened. Today, we could ask this question. Are his people turning to him? or holding him accountable, which will be to no end. 
While mankind may find a way to greatly reduce or eliminate this present illness, no greater, no higher solution to this present pandemic will come unless we turn to God. This week, we look at the fourth plague, flies. Commentary tells us this about this plague. Described by Philo and many travelers as a very severe scourge. Even if this were a local plague, that is not a very good description by any means. However, this is indeed a plague of much larger consequences. Our scripture this week is a bit long, and it reads, The Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and position yourself before Pharaoh as he goes out to the water and tell him, Thus says the Lord, Release my people that they may serve me. If you do not release my people, then I am going to send swarms of flies on you and on your servants and on your people, and in your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies, and even the ground they stand on. But on that day I will mark off the land of Goshen, where my people are staying, so that no swarms of flies will be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. I will put a division between my people and your people. This sign will take place tomorrow. The Lord did so. A thick swarm of flies came into Pharaoh's house and into the houses of his servants and throughout the whole land of Egypt, and the land was ruined because of the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go. Sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, That would not be the right thing to do, for the sacrifices we make to the Lord, our God, would be an abomination to the Egyptians. If we make sacrifices that are an abomination to the Egyptians right before their eyes, will they not stone us? We must go on a three-day journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God, just as he is telling us. Pharaoh said, I will release you so that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the desert, only you must not go very far. Do pray for me. Moses said, I am going to go out from you and pray to the Lord and the swarms of flies will go away from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. Only do not let Pharaoh deal falsely again by not releasing the people to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did as Moses asked. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained, but Pharaoh hardened his heart 
this time also, and did not release the people. From Exodus chapter 8, verses 20 through 32. Notice how Pharaoh's heart hardens again. What is not for him to get at this point? Yet, Pharaoh simply is not getting the message. Just how many of us today are as stubborn as Pharaoh was then in Exodus? If nothing else, think about that. Now, let's dig deeper. Commentary reads, The fourth plague, the coming of which Moses foretold to Pharaoh, like the first, in the morning, and by the water, on the bank of the Nile, consisted in the sending of heavy vermin, probably dog flies. Literally, a mixture is rendered a mixture of all kinds of flies by sycamus. These insects are described by Philo and many travelers as a very severe scourge. Reference, Hengstenberg, Supplemental Page 113. They are much more numerous and annoying than the gnats, and when enraged, they fasten themselves upon the human body, especially upon the edges of the eyelids, and become a dreadful plague. A heavy multitude, as in Exodus chapter 10 verse 14, Genesis chapter 50 verse 9, etc. These swarms were to fill, quote, the houses of the Egyptians, and even the land upon which they, the Egyptians, were, end quote, i.e., that part of the land which was not occupied by houses, whilst the land of Goshen, where the Israelites dwelt, would be entirely spared. Two separate, to distinguish in a miraculous way, is conjugated with an accusative. From Kyle and Delich Bible Commentary on the Old Testament. That commentary passage gives us a very vivid understanding of this plague of flies. Between Scripture and this commentary passage, we have some significant things to look at closer. Scripture read, If you do not release my people, then I am going to send swarms of flies on you and on your servants and on your people and in your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies and even the ground they stand on. But on that day I will mark off the land of Goshen where my people are staying so that no swarms of flies will be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. If God ordered this present pandemic of coronavirus or COVID-19, can we see, can we find places or even on a mere minute scale people that have been, quote, marked off, unquote, and simply will not get sick with this pandemic? While I doubt it at present, without greater evidence, I am also, for sure, not ruling it out, as our God can and may have done just 
such a thing. After all, look at verse 22 here in Exodus chapter 8. It read, But on that day I will mark off the land of Goshen, where my people are staying, so that no swarms of flies will be there that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. So, are there any of God's modern-day people who have also been, quote, marked off, end quote, of whom will never get coronavirus or COVID-19? It is a very real question of which we have no clear answer at the time of this podcast because we are not looking for it. Maybe we will, and maybe we will never have an answer to that question. However, in the first place, are we even looking for the answer? Is there a safe way to get the answer? That is where our problem with trying to answer that question lies. In the safety, the safe way, of trying to get that answer without exposing someone to this illness of which none of us should not acquire. Therein is our modern-day conundrum of trying to answer a question where the answer requires great difficulty to acquire. Now, the gnats were bad enough, yet look what commentary said about these flies. They are much more numerous and annoying than the gnats. And when enraged, they fasten themselves upon the human body, especially upon the edges of the eyelids, and become a dreadful plague, a heavy multitude. The gnats were very numerous and annoying. So, How could this plague be so much more worse than the gnats? Yet it is. Notice, too, what commentary said of these flies. When enraged, they fastened themselves upon the human body, especially upon the edges of the eyelids, and become a dreadful plague. Folks, that is just plain nasty. What more does Pharaoh need to convince him to let God's people go? Pharaoh's issue is modern man's issue. Have we seen enough with the suffering and death caused by coronavirus, COVID-19, to identify what needs to change in our hearts and minds? The thing to notice is how each plague was worse than the previous plague here in Exodus. What does that say about our future? We can learn that our next pandemic will be worse than this one, as bad as this one presently is. When we look at statistics, we can see we are making some progress, but the battle against this virulent is still very much raging. We still cannot say we have victory over this pandemic, or as it was called in the days we are looking at, a plague. Remember, plague, pandemic, and epidemic all mean the same thing. 
Pandemic is a more modern usage to describe the same thing we are reading about in our Bibles that is referenced as a plague. Let's note this too, of which I have already commented on a bit. Verse 22 read, But on that day I will mark off the land of Goshen, where my people are staying, so that no swarms of flies will be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. Now, notice this. The land of Goshen is in Egypt, even in biblical times. We just read that God set Goshen apart from the rest of all Egypt. Goshen was not infested with this plague of flies, even though this plague is in all the rest of Egypt, as marked by maps of both older days and now. The best way for the modern mind to get a grip on this is to imagine it this way. Assume Goshen is a state in America or a province in other countries. The whole country of either a state or province is infested with these flies except this particular state or province. This is what happened in Egypt and Goshen. Hopefully, that will give you a better mental grip on what is happening here in your Bible, in the book of Exodus, Egypt, and Goshen. In modern day times, Imagine a place that has not experienced coronavirus. This is what is happening in Egypt and Goshen where their pandemic, or plague, of flies. Simply put, God's people are unaffected while sinful man is plagued. What does that say about our present situation? Maybe a lot, and maybe absolutely nothing. If we do not put a concerted effort into praying for God's redemption of this modern-day plague, how will we ever know the answer to the questions we have already asked? Zero effort always and unfaithfully yields zero results. Doesn't matter if it's practical or spiritual, the end result for zero effort, is zero results. Moving forward, we also want to examine this verse. We must go on a three-day journey into the desert and sacrifice to the Lord our God, just as he is telling us. My comment on this verse is that we should also be inclined. We should separate ourselves and make sacrifice to the Lord our God. Do we need to travel to a desert place? No. However, we do need to find a separate and private place to go. We then need to sacrifice to God, whether of a spiritual nature, physical nature, or both. Regardless, that sacrifice may mean giving up something that is of a spiritual nature physical nature, or some of both, to allow us to be more focused on God. The sacrifice that shows God that we mean business. However, this sacrifice must be a permanent one, 
falling back into what we sacrifice now when this plague is over, is so not a good thing. We should also note that if God is all-seeing and all-knowing, he can see our half-hearted commitment in our sacrifice before we even do it. We think we are fooling God when in fact we are not. In reality, we are only fooling ourselves. This requires commitment, not half-hearted sacrifice, to get what we want and then go back to how it was before all this started. Now, after all we have examined, look at Pharaoh. Exodus chapter 8 verse 32 says, But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not release the people. Where is your heart today? Are you like Pharaoh? Is your heart hard like Pharaoh's was? Are you blaming God for this pandemic when in fact, if there is any fault to assign, that fault is on man? Just how is God to blame for this pandemic? All questions each of us all need to answer. Next week, we will look at the next plague, disease. Now we go from worse to even worse still. The progression of these plagues is getting even worse for the Egyptians. In our present pandemic situation, is this only the beginning of times that will only get worse for us? Play or download next week's episode, A Pandemic or Bible Prophecy, Part 6, from one of our podcast hosts. Or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. Also, please check our show notes for links to our website and other information you may want to know. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God, as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to Be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, 
Under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on 22 podcast sites, so you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.